What's in the bag? A shark or something? Put the bunny back in the box. Guys, five movies. This one, your co-host Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelicone. You are listening to episode ninety-six of the Quick Cage. So, Frank, this guy's still making movies, huh? He is. He has several coming out in the near future. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which one's this that uh, finally got released? Uh, this is one that I either forgot about or blocked out. I guess, but um, <laughs> that's just because you never listened to me, and we've talked about it like four times. So, like... I'm saying, I think I. <laughs> I I, I think it felt like something I didn't want to watch. Right. Because um, I'm really excited for um whatever that Butcher's uh, butcher's Passage or whatever it's called. Yeah, and that's um, never coming out, right? <laughs> no, no, it's coming out in theaters. Okay. Like, next in next week, maybe, I think. Oh, okay. It's pretty okay. soon. Um, It'll be on video on demand, I'm sure, by the mm-hmm. end of the year. And then Dream Scenario is coming out soon, I think. Yeah. So this one released on September 15th, um, theatrically. Um with a budget of more or less $20 million and a box office of $749,000. So big return on this investment. (laughs) Um, Uh, Feels like those mid-2010 Cage movies where he was obviously just trying to make enough money to get himself out of some sort of debt. Um, mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about uh, 2023's The Retirement Plan. Okay. Um, it also stars Ron Perlman, Ashley Green, Jack Earl Haley, um, Ernie Hudson is in it. Although they don't list him in the main cast and um, uh, whatever, and some other. Oh, Rick Fox um has a minor role in it. Oh, okay. I don't know how to explain like the feeling you get from watching this movie, except it feels like. I'm gonna tell you the basic plot, and then I'm gonna tell you about a couple of scenes. Um. And we'll talk about my cage chagrin that happens here. Mm. Um, so Lauren is, or I'm sorry, Ashley, um, and her husband, um, I can't remember what his name is, uh, Tim or something. Um, it's Ashley Green, so they just, they just called they her, named Ashley. her Ashley, right? I think that's coincidence, but anyway, maybe she's not a good enough actor to respond to anything else. He's run afoul of the mob because he's stolen a um, thumb drive from some big, like some scary gangster guy. Okay. Um, and in the process, his partner has gotten shot. Um, that never comes back up again. That just is a thing that happened. Um, so he decides that he's got to like lay low and run away. <clears throat> and he needs to make sure that the mobster... Um, the Jackie Earl Haley character, Donnie, um, isn't able to get the thumb drive back. So his plan is to send um, Ashley and their daughter, Sarah, to the Cayman Islands where Ashley's father lives. And Ashley doesn't want any part of that. She doesn't love her father. Like She hates her father. But he convinces her it's the only way to do it. So he immediately gets caught by the bad guys, like literally moments after telling her that this is like the plan. Um, so she goes and gets her daughter and they go to the airport 
and the airport is like the um check-in counter at the airport is clearly just like a mini bar in someone's basement but <laughs> she's like i need a ticket to the cayman islands and the cashier is like oh i've only got one left for today and then tickets for tomorrow and she's like well give me the one for today and i'm putting my 12 year old daughter on this plane so that's what happens and the 12 year old gets sent to the cayman islands where she meets nick cage and nick cage is um so this movie does one of the most egregious things that a movie can do which is it uses fourth wall breaking title cards like all the time to tell you who someone is or where they are. So literally it'll be like So it's like 2000 2002 like all over again. No, it's worse than that. It's like 1998 or something. <laughs> so it's like, you know, descending aerial shot into a city. Title card Miami. Right. Like in like then, big letters over the city. Yeah. Then yeah, a yeah, cut yeah. and then Cayman Islands. And then they go back to Miami. That'll tell you card Miami. Like every time anything happens, or someone gets introduced, they should have just used a map it. where like you track the plane. I know that would have been that probably would have been too much money. <laughs> um. So Nick Cage is asleep on the beach, and at first you think he's some kind of like scumbag inebriate. Um. But the bad guys capture the mother, Ashley, and they have the father, and they're like, look. We want the thumb drive back, and she's like, Ehh. um, and Jack Hero Haley is like, if you don't give me the thumb drive, I'm going to kill your boyfriend and torture him. And they figure out really quick that she like put it with the kid, you know, and like sent the kid to the Cayman Islands. Like they know immediately hmm. like what happened. So really bad, like you know, plan by the father to to hide the thumb drive, um. So they send Ron Perlman and some other guy down there to retrieve the thumb drive along with Ashley. So at this point, Sarah's at Nick Cage's house and he's like, oh, I have a granddaughter. And she's like, why does my mom say you're dead? And he's like, why don't you drink some seltzer water? Because that's all I have because I'm a bachelor and I have seltzer water and bologna. Mm. Um, so they bond, of course. Um, and then she forgives him immediately for you know, the decades that he abandoned her mother, um, because that's what you find out happened. Okay. Um, there's a really funny scene, and I think this is indicative of this movie, where Sarah, the little girl, is in bed and she's wearing a t shirt. Okay. And the t shirt just says football. Like that's it. It's just the word football. <laughs> okay. And Nick Cage says, Oh, do you like football? And she says, yes, I'm going to become a quarterback someday. And Nick Cage, who lives in the world, says, oh, are there a lot of female quarterbacks? And she said, women can do whatever a man can do. And that's it. Like, that's the scene. But I was really <laughs> impressed with the costuming. <laughs> With the t-shirt that just says football. football. Like it could have right. said like 49ers. And Nick Cage could have said, oh, the 49ers, do you like football? And oh, I'm going to be a quarterback. And he's like, oh, women can do anything a man could've, can do. Right. Could have been I the just, Dolphins. Right. Miami, just, right? Well, no. I don't, uh, yes. 
No, the bad people live in Miami. I have no idea where oh, okay. um, Ashley lives. Mm. So the so, bad guys come. Real quick, how's mm. Cage acting in this movie? Like, what's the performance mm. here? Like, I mean, like, is he trying to... Is he like a stoner type? Is he like just like a beach bum type? Yeah, at like, first I thought like a drunk beach bum, but then it's just, he's just weird, I guess. Okay. We'll get to that. <laughs> um. So anyway, so the bad guys get there and um, they go and immediately know where Nick Cage lives, even though nobody knew he existed until like five minutes before this in movie time of course. um but they know that nick cage is um you know is at this house so they go there so nick cage plays dumb with them and then proceeds to murder the one guy and chase ron perlman off but the little girl she's in nick cage's like silverado and ron perlman goes and gets in the silverado and kidnaps the girl accidentally um, but then is like, hey, I see you're here, so let me just let you know I'm gonna murder you if you don't like behave yourself. And she's like, All right, cool. So now Nick Cage and his daughter are back together, and she's like, I hate you, I don't ever want to talk to you. And he's mm-hmm. like, Well, I didn't mean to be an asshole, and she's like, Okay, I pretty much forgive you at this point, and that's kind of like <laughs> the last time that she's ever mad at him. Ah. So everybody goes to this hotel together and I'm pretty sure it's the same hotel that was the check-in counter previously. (laughs) Um, So Ron Perlman and the little girl are in one room and then down the hall is Nick Cage and um, Ashley. And Ashley's like, what were you, some kind of assassin? And he's like, I wouldn't say that. And then Ron Perlman and the little girl have a conversation about Othello because the little girl's reading Othello and Ron Perlman quotes Iago and then starts to quiz her on Othello and then they become friends. They decide that they're going to, um, you know, talk about Shakespeare. Okay. Like you've read this book and he's like, what? I can't read Shakespeare. And then he tells the story about how, like, he's like, have you ever read Oliver Twist? And she's like, yeah, that's the soup guy, right? And Ron Perlman's like, please, sir, can I have some more? And even though she didn't know who Oliver Twist was, really, she was like, oh, that's a bad Oliver Twist impersonation. <laughs> like, Go fuck yourself. It was pretty good. Uh, fucking throwing shade. Yeah. Okay. Right. So he says he tells his life story and his life story is basically, well, I was an orphan, too. Mm. So... I understand Oliver Twist. (laughs) And if you know how Oliver Twist ends, you know my story. And I was trying to think, and I'm like, I don't really know. (laughs) And then he starts talking about his rich benefactor. So I guess that's like the whole thing. Um, So some more bad guys get sent down to the Cayman Islands, and they get there in like five minutes. Um, And they immediately know what hotel to go to and what room Nick Cage and the Swoon are staying in. So they go right there and they knock on the door and they're like, um, hey, you may as well let us in. And then Nick Cage is like, all right, where's what's going to happen? I'm going to pull them in one at a time and then you shut the door in their face. And they do that and that plan works and he murders the the one guy. Mm. And then the other two guys start to break in. So for some reason, there's a fire hose inside their room. So Nick Cage is like, all right, I'm going to lower you down to the next floor. 
so they do that and the guy comes in and you know nick cage is like keeps dropping her and she's like Ugh! and he yeah. catches her again because she's hanging off the balcony on the fire hose right while he's beating the shit out of the other two guys mm-hmm. so then he proceeds to murder the other two guys so now in this movie and this movie is only like 90 minutes long so now in this movie nick cage has murdered three people okay um and attempted to murder a fourth but that guy got away so Ron Perlman like finds the dead bodies and is like, oh shit. So he calls Jackie Jackie Earl Haley or whatever. Mm-hmm. And's like, hey, I got some bad news. Um, she's got this old man with her and he keeps murdering everyone. So now Jackie Earl Haley has to go down and take care of business himself. So oh, okay. he gets like 10 dudes to come with him, and they all go down to the Cayman Islands. Mm-hmm. So you also find out in the interim that he works for this woman whose name is Hector Garcia. But it's definitely a woman. And I don't know if it was like, if this is supposed to be clever because it was originally a part written for a man and they cast a woman for a role and they were like, hey, you know, what would make us seem like super dope is if we, you know, call him still by the man's name. But I don't know if that's true or not. A woman can do anything a man can do, according to the true. true. You're right. That's a really good point. It's like you watch the movie. Um I don't know, man. Jackie Earl Haley and his dudes all go uh, down there. What's 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 Ron Perlman up to? Like, what's he doing during all this? Hanging out with a little girl. No, just still like, hanging out. Okay. Yeah, they're 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 forming bonds. You know, right. so that's they play that's poker stuff. or something like like go fish. No, what do they play? They play craps in a pizza box. That was that was good. You you almost called it. <laughs> um, Ron Perlman teaches her craps and. Uh-huh. I don't know. Like like an orphan like an orphan would know. Right. <laughs> In a pizza box because yeah. pizza is both their favorite. Cuz they food. order pizza, right? So Nicolas Cage and the woman have gone to Ernie Hudson's boat and it turns out that Nicolas Cage and Ernie Hudson were like wet work guys that worked for the government. Mm. Um and were both like kind of forcibly retired because they were getting older and they were they had like done too much. Um, and also, like, Nick Cage was an asshole, it turns out, mm. surprisingly. Mm. Um, so they have this thumb drive that's, like, everybody's after because it's, like, super, like, top-secret info. And they put it on Ernie Hudson's computer, and it's just, like, looking at all the secrets of the world. But they don't, like, talk about anything. Nick Cage is just like, wow, look at that. Do you see what I'm seeing? Oh, man, this is this is big. Oh, that's that's a lot to take in, and that's it. That's all you ever find out about what's on the the thumb drive. Mm. Mm-hmm. So the bad guys show up at the boat, and of course, like everybody, like gets in this big fight. Right. And Nick Cage ends up murdering some of them, and Ernie Hudson murders some more, and um, Ashley is trapped in like the storage closet on the boat because they're trying to hide her, but then. A grenade goes off next to the boat and causes the boat to start to like flood, but not sink. And um, she's panicking because the water level's rising and everybody's like fighting around her. And finally, her daughter like gets on the boat and somehow knows exactly where her mom is. And so she lets her out. And at the same time, she is a guy. Oh, so Ron Perlman gets ordered to shoot the little girl and he's like boss i don't want to do that and the guy's like can't you just do what you're told around promo's like all right i guess i'll shoot her so 
they he walks around Miller Crossing style, like into the woods. Mm-hmm. I mean, like seriously, like it's like upshots of his face, like in the light of the trees, and downshots of her, like mm-hmm. kind of nervously looking behind her. It's serious, like it's like straight Miller's Crossing. Sure. Um. So she gets away, um, and takes his gun and gets away from him, and um, she goes and throws the gun in a cage, uses it to shoot some people. And then she gets on the boat and Ron Perlman's on the boat and she manages to free her mom and her mom has a spear gun and she pops up and shoots Ron Perlman in the heart. Hmm. And he looks at the little girl and he's like, hey, Iago, and then dies, <laughs> and it's, you know, meaning. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, they talk about Iago a few times and the girl's like, um, why can no one around Othello see that Iago, or how come everyone around Othello can see that Iago is full of lies, but Othello cannot see it himself? I don't know. Something. Oh, that's... so it's some kind of thing. It's like she knows a part of him that nobody else knows. Yeah, except she lets him die. So well, right. Anyway. Well, he did like try to kill her, right? Mm. Yeah, I mean, he he thought about it. I, I just want everybody to understand Ron Perlman's character in this movie Bobo. is Bobo. Yeah, it's Bobo. That was my dog's name growing up. Nice. Um, he kind of acts like that. So Jackie Earl Haley kidnaps the daughter and the granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And then Nicolas Cage um, has been in contact with like his ex-handler in the CIA. Um, and they get him a boat so he can follow them back to Hector Garcia's house so he can rescue his family. You also find out that his ex-handler has a guy working for her who's obviously like in cahoots with Hector Garcia and is feeding information, which is why they always know where, where Nick Cage is. So, you know, mystery solved. Um. Anyway, so they go to Hector Garcia's mansion and a shootout ensues and... Um, Jackie Earl Haley gets the oh there's a funny scene where um, the mother and the daughter are tied up in a room so they trick um, one of the henchmen that's guarding them into coming into the room and the mother pushes him off a balcony because he's like where did they go and when he pushes her off the balcony it goes into like first person shooter mode so you see it from his perspective so you watch him flip around and then land on his head and his neck breaks. Mm. And the daughter's like, do you think he'll be okay? And she's like, yeah, too too, too soon to tell. <laughs> um, There's also a first-person scene where someone's trying to find Nick Cage when he invades the, uh, the compound with his submachine gun. And they're carrying an Uzi and they're shooting it. So you just see, like, muzzle flash in the screen, like, in front of you. So it's done in first-person mode. So that was... Mm. um. Super clever for like 1994. Um, anyway, so Jackie or Haley decides that he's going to keep the thumb drive for himself. So he murders Hector Garcia. But then Rick Fox shows up and shoots him in the head. Um, and you find out that Nick Cage was like the super famous. Um, like Cold War, Cold War spy. Um, and Rick Fox is like a senator and he's like, or no, he's a politician. And he's like, yeah, we really appreciate you getting the thumb drive back. I'm going to use it to run for the, be the governor of Florida. Hold on, hold on a second. Is this the first time Rick Fox has shown up? Oh, no, he was in it for like two seconds earlier. He takes a phone call. Okay. 
from Hector Garcia, and he's like, "You better get my." So, so back. a sender shows up and shoots this fucking guy in the head. Mm-hmm. Mm. He's not a senator. He wants to be governor of Florida. I'm sorry. That's okay. that's his thing. He's a politician. Okay. But he I mean, knows if... he knows Nick Cage from right. the past. Okay. Um, right. I get you. So then Nick Cage is like, I just want to take my family and get out of here. So the whole premise of this movie up to I this point is that back. Nick Cage left his family because of his job. Right. And to protect them. And that's why his daughters hated him all of her life because she felt like he abandoned his family. Right. Um, for no reason. And Rick Fox is like, well, you can't have him now because you got to lay low for a minute, but take this boat and go back to the Cayman Islands and I'll send him to you in a couple of months. And Nick Cage is like, cool, deuces. And he gets in the boat and he drives away. And that's the end of the movie. And there's no like reconciliation with him and his daughter and granddaughter. He just leaves them with, I guess, the idea that at some point they'll um they'll come on back to the Caymans. So that's the retirement plan. So what is the retirement plan? That he was a famous assassin. And this was his retirement plan, but it's all fucked up. And they gave no, no, no. He's been retired for twenty years. He's been living in the Caymans, right? Yeah, and it just got fucked up because his daughter That's what I'm like, yeah, got involved with a ne'er ne- do well, right? But you know, he's still super rich or whatever, so he can just go back to retirement. Sure, gotcha. Okay, so it's just a minor inconvenience, you know. <laughs> right, but the idea, the retirement plan of the movie is the fact that he was in retirement. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's it. That's the movie. <laughs> All right. So what what works in this and what doesn't? Like like legitimately um, besides the kind of half comedic like description. Nick Cage and Ernie Hudson are fine together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a pairing you would really think of, but it's whatever. Um. I don't know what works. Um, I mean, it's fine if nothing else works. I mean, it feels like a cop out, but it might be true. I don't know. I can't really think of anything else that's like decent. Um, <sighs> little girl's not very good. Ron Perlman's just acting like an idiot. Um, right. Not the biggest fan of Jackie Earl Haley. I'm not gonna lie. Like I kind of find him to be really overrated. Um, he's, I think people he's fine in cameo bit roles. I mean, like as he's gotten older. I mean, that's about it. I think people marked out because he was um Rorschach, right? In 2004 or whatever, sure. and have just never gotten over it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's about it. It's it's a terrible script. Yes. Really poorly Sounds directed. Like um, the performances are very weird mm. and stilted. There's plot points. So you never find out what happens to the, the husband slash father. He's right. just gone. Um, that's awesome, you know, like right. the whole entire character and subplot sure. that just like go. Um, they just unceremoniously kill Hector Garza after making her seem like the most badass part. They even have a scene where she tortures her accountant who stole sixteen thousand dollars from her. Mm-hmm. By basically murdering her husband in front of her to establish mm-hmm. her as like this right 
super badass and then she just like dies like 15 minutes later right mm. no real character development it seems like or emotional no. depth to it whatsoever it's true there's really nothing going on there yeah i don't know that's it it's just not a very good movie yeah like legitimately a pretty awful movie i would say all right so here's a question for you is like you you've this is 96 episodes of the quick cage mm. <laughs> you, you you have a pretty good i think like idea about cage maybe in some of his choices and stuff this is a guy who's like really eclectic and like takes on like roles that he has like some even minor interest in even as for a payday so it's like what do you think drew him like what what like what drew him to take this one out of like probably 20 other fucking movies that like were offered for a payday i thought about this for a while as i sat here like considering my life choices after the movie was over right i think that he thought that he might be able to parlay this into a low budget <laughs> taken style franchise mm. like a comedic taken-esque thing where it's like he's this you know funny um liam neeson light like right because they set it up where more movies could happen and i think maybe he thought he could just you know like it's it's easy it's probably was fun for him to do because he gets to you know it's all set in the cayman islands so everything's at a beach mm -hmm. and it probably took like like three weeks to film or something like that and i'm sure, sure. that he's a decent portion of that $20 million budget. So I don't know. I mean, right. Man got to eat, right? I'm sure. Know. Yeah. Not everything can be some masterful. Yeah. Um, and, and, and he's a guy who had me watch interviews, so many interviews with him. And I know you don't necessarily do that, but like, as we went through that process years ago of this podcast, like I did, he's a guy who seems to know that. And he's like pretty like, it's, he'll readily talk about it like the like there's some movies that it's like but he always has some reason it's always like there's, a, you, there's a there's a kayfabe reason and there's a shoot reason and it's like the k the, he always has some kayfabe reason of like you know well i thought this character like you know like i thought it was really interesting like about like this idea that he's been in exile for like you know like so many years away from like the daughter and like you know i wondered about like you know what kind of he always has some bullshit like kayfabe stuff but it's like and you're giving me the shoot reason and i that makes sense i mean like he couldn't make a i really think that was it yeah um, I, I i legitimately think that this guy he probably i mean because look he's done what six movies this year or something like that right um i really think that he probably like it, he probably just got a quick pitch from his agent and they were like look it's five million dollars you know you basically get to take a vacation to do it you get to work with like some decent you know b b tier actors and he was right. probably all right with it you know and sure. probably thought like hey maybe if it's any good like maybe i get to make another couple movies and become like you know it's a character of mine so mm -hmm. uh let's see tim brown the director says that 
I sent uh, Mike, his manager, the script, and he responded. He said he thought it was really funny. He loved the family theme that's running through it, which is a, which is a thing with Cage. Like you yeah. notice, there's a lot of family shit in his stuff. He loved the idea of playing a grandfather and playing a bit older than his own age. So he liked the idea of being aged up, um, and that was pretty much it. We talked a lot about the material, and the comedy really drew him in. It's not very funny. I don't know. <laughs> right. <clears throat> I mean, the family stuff is like a really large portion of it. So I guess I can kind of see that. Right. Um, whatever. Else interesting from this? Like, oh, let's see. I always found that Nick is great out the gate and he finds more improvisation and looseness in more takes that he does i think it'd be the day that we were shooting the balcony scene and his daughter says are you some kind of assassin or something and i had written the line for that moment but nick turned to me and said what if i just didn't say anything and just looked at her and she blissfully laughed <laughs> that's that's the improv I don't think that's what happens in that scene. <laughs> so, okay, there is another question I want to ask you, considering it's like 90 minutes or whatever, and the husband you never find anything out about, like it seems like Hector mm. cars or whatever fuck goes away. Uh -huh. Um, How many minutes you think got cut from the fucking final cut of this movie? An hour? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> I, I, I was just wondering what <laughs> I think there was probably like another at least like like 30 minutes of movie here mm -hmm. that you never will get to see. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure when he's she says, what are you, some kind of assassin? He's just like, uh, we don't have time to talk about this right now. Come on, we got to you got to go over the balcony mm -hmm. or something like that. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um. He eventually does answer the question. He's like, yes, I was on. No, she asked Ernie Hudson. And he's like, oh, fuck yes. Your your dad was definitely an assassin. He was like the king of assassins. And that's that's the end of that. Like, But even though you already know all these things because right. you're watching the movie and have the ability to reason. Oh, so, okay. So a cage, I'm, I'm, I've been like sitting here like searching like. So Cage apparently does reference this briefly, like uh, in passing during an interview for Renfield that he's doing, um, where he talks about this movie and Renfield and unbearable weight. And he says that right now I'm excited that comedy is back on the menu. It hasn't been there for, gosh, 15 years. That's nice that I may have the opportunity to do more comedy, but I've never done a musical. That's something I'd be really curious about. So Nick Cage putting out feelers trying to get himself a musical um based i'm off down i want to i want to see it <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> you using using a reference to this to like put out feelings for a musical i like that I'm maybe he was comedy. maybe he was hoping this, the sequel to this could have been um a musical maybe um maybe maybe the, may, yeah what he's like he's playing granddad he's got the beginnings of like i don't know some kind of dementia he starts having like well in the 90 minutes of the movie he learns he has a granddaughter and forms a very strong bond with her even though he's only with her mm. for like 10 seconds mm. and also rekindles the bond with his daughter who was estranged from him because 
she thought that he kept missing her birthday because he didn't like her, but really he was like assassinating world leaders. Hmm. So, and that's all explained in like one conversation. Too. Right. It's good times. So what's the what's the score for this movie and the cage score? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a it's like a five of a cage performance. I would say, mm. um, mediocre. You know, I mean, he's not doing anything terrible. It's not like his overacting or anything, but it's also not like great. Um, the movie itself is a fucking like two. I don't know. It's a really bad movie. Mm-hmm. It's not the most like terrible cage movie you'll ever watch, but right. It's definitely not a good one. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up from just looking around about this movie in particular, the cinematographer for this, um, is somebody that even though we've never discussed him, uh, through the through our lives and the course of this podcast, we've discussed many movies he's done the cinematography for. Um, well known, most well known for his work with Cronenberg early in Cronenberg's career. He is the cinematographer on The Brood, um, Scanners, Videodrome, The Dead Zone, The Fly, um, and then goes on to do some things that we've also talked about, The Blob, um. Never talked about Friday Night Part Two, but that's never worth talking about. Um, uh, New Nightmare we did discuss um, before, and then it's like mixed with stuff very slowly, mixed with stuff that's like I don't know, um, like things that we'll probably never talk about. I would think, like you know, uh, like Dumb and Dumber and Kingpin. Um, he does work. I uh, sorry, he works with ends up working with uh Wes Craven on screen, um, as mm. a cinematographer, which is good. But then the very next movie that he does, Steel, <laughs> a cinematographer. Nice. And then there's something about Mary, so very popular movies, but not necessarily things we talk a lot about. Me, myself, and Irene. But yeah. then it's like Freddy Got Fingered, American oh. Pie 2, oh. Scary Movie, Malibu's Most Wanted, oh. um, Scary Movie 3, The Ringer, <laughs> which got talked about very briefly on a chagrin, right? Um, yeah. Grandma's Boy. Big I couldn't Mama's watch House more too. than like 10 minutes of The Ringer. I know. Um, Blonde Ambition. What is th- Oh, right. That's a Jessica Simpson um, rom-com. Um, and then, <laughs> recently... <laughs> Uh, he did Santa Paul's 2, The Santa Pups, cinematography, nice. and Super Buddies. Oh my God! <laughs> this guy's a this guy's a podcast legend. <laughs> he really is. I was I was impressed. Um, at the at the downward trajectory of that career. Um, but maybe this is his comeback. I don't know. Um. Oh God! Before this, he did a movie called Jungly, um, which is a, a Hindi film. Um, so that was five years ago. So, um, whew, man, that's something. It's awesome. Yeah. So, um, but much respect to um, Mark Irwin because he does have some really good movies under his belt at one point. All right. Uh, gonna, oh, so coming up with Cage, we you said Butcher's Crossing is coming out very soon, and then I think it's, have... it's it's Butcher's Way, right? Is I that said Butcher's they... Crossing. No, there was the old way, which we did, right? And then there's Butcher's Crossing. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah. Who um, can tell? Right. 
Um, and yeah, then we right. have the dream scenario, which is either later, probably late this year or early next year. Um, <clears throat> and then we still have long legs next year, which is the Oz Perkins, um, horror thriller, um, where I'm positive. He's probably playing in a, a serial killer. And then a movie, uh, another horror movie next year, Arcadian, um, <clears throat> Which um the director Brem Brewer I I don't know I've never heard anything from but it's being filmed in Ireland um it's an Irish Canadian American production so those are the those are the ones we got coming up that we know of over the course of um the next year roughly sounds and, great and then maybe National Treasure three is being rumored with Keanu as a villain I read um but that's there's no official. Um, no official news on that. So, um, <clears throat> any final cage related thoughts, Frank? Mm, no. Okay. <clears throat> you know what I watched What's yesterday? That? Um, that I had never had good feelings about, but I actually ended up really enjoying it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the third Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, Leatherface. Mm, okay. Came up on HBO Max this week, and it had been a long time since I'd seen it, but I decided, like, fuck it, you know, I'll just watch it, and um, I I enjoyed it. So, huh? I didn't think it was like <clears throat> the best movie or anything, but I thought it was fun. And I have not watched two or three. Four is the next generation, right? Yes, or so whatever. It's called. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is. Um. So. Yeah, I haven't watched two or three since I was a teenager. Um, you hate two. I made you watch I'm, two. No. I didn't? Mm-mm. You kept it off a list, I think. Um, I think. Man, so, I'll so, go so. back and look. Maybe maybe I did. Now that you say that, like, now I'm thinking about it. Like, maybe I did watch that five years ago. Like, um, or four or years ago. Or you lied and said you or maybe Maybe you watched it before you were watching the movies on the podcast. Nah, maybe, maybe that's possible. I mean, that's only through episode eight, and I don't think it made a list before then. It would have been the eighties list that it probably would have made. Um, uh, I'll go back and look. Maybe I did because I do seem to remember that like radio show scene, like seeing that like fairly recently. Um, I don't know. I'll I'll go back and look. I don't think he put it on a list though. I'll be honest. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I should go back at some point i might feel differently about two who knows two is a fun movie yeah butcher's crossing is available for pre-order on prime right now oh, okay so for like 20 dollars or something no 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 i don't know i have to go on the actual website to see the pre-order price mm. it won't tell you on um when you look at it on the actual uh gotcha the app gotcha gotcha all right. Well, um, we will be back. Um, I'm assuming sometime later this year with another quick cage. Probably um, in a couple weeks. Probably. Maybe and, when I come back from Thailand. Right. Um, and then um uh as always, uh uh we're in the middle of Hodgepodge Halloween. Um you can uh listen to those episodes on kind of like the primary like podcast feed, and then um we'll be back with more spin chagrins over the course of the rest of this year, including um the rundown to the end of food chat. So oh. we got something bold planned. We do. We do. Yeah. Um so thanks for listening, everybody. Have yep. a good week. Deuces.